Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Streetwise Theology Out of the Ivory Tower and Back into the Hands of the Invisible Church Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology. My name is Luke Saint, and today's podcast title is The Unexpected Fruit from an Unpopular Root. What I mean by that is I want to tell a story of something that happened a few weeks ago down in Oklahoma while we were standing outside on street corners holding up signs for Dan Fisher for governor. Uh, If you aren't familiar with that, Dan Fisher is a uh, candidate running for governor of Oklahoma, and one of his main platforms uh, is to abolish abortion statewide uh, across the state of Oklahoma. Now, while we were campaigning for him, we were just uh, we w- were near one of the universities. Uh, I forget which one it was, uh, frankly, and I'm, I'm a little frustrated that I forget which uh, university it was. But I was there with uh, some other people out there campaigning. We were just holding signs, um, nothing too dramatic, nothing too crazy. Let me just say real quick that the people in Oklahoma were very nice, by and large. They were. Uh, very, very cordial and polite uh, for the most part. By and large, they accepted the literature. Um, they rolled down our windows when we were street preaching. Uh, they rolled down their windows of their car and listened to what we were saying, which is <laughs> frankly unbelievable up here in Pennsylvania. That you would get, uh, you would get nowhere with that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, if we, I've a couple times I've been out there and people are just, you know, they're they're ready and they're trained to view as a freak and. Uh, you know, turn their hearts and their minds away from what you're saying. You could be saying that smoking is bad for your health, and they'll <laughs> they'll roll up the window and, and you know roll their eyes. You know, it's just just it's a stigma to be out. Uh, you know, trying to uh, protest something or stand up for something that you believe in and trying to get people's attention uh, about it and agitate for it. Now, the story I want to tell. Uh, I have two stories, frankly. Uh, the first story I want to tell is one. Uh, where we were standing on the street corner, and my friend Sean was uh, standing by me. I was holding up a banner. Uh, the banner just pretty much said, uh, you know, it was a big uh, advertisement for, uh, you know, Dan Fisher. It said the Supreme Court is not God. Some other people were holding up anti-abortion signs. And this car came by with three, I, I assume they were college students, three female college students, and they started making fun of us. They started laughing at us, calling at, uh, calling at, at us, you know, cat calls, uh, recording us with their cell phones, laughing. I mean, it was, you know, it was a big, it was a big scene. They were causing a big scene. And Sean immediately started engaging them verbally and, you know, was not giving them any sort of quarter as to, as you know, as far as what he was saying, he just kept you know talking right back. It wasn't. He was wise enough to realize that this was not going to be a question and answer session. He just continued to engage them verbally by get, pretty much giving them the gospel and telling them why we, we were out there. You know, he kept saying, "We're out here because we care about you. We want you to uh, listen to what we're saying because we we think it's very important." You know, th- things of this order. And, you know, to most people watching, he sounded probably, he probably came off as like somebody like a, like a science fiction freak or maybe like a, a cultist or something who was just yelling, um, you know, catchphrases at somebody, you know, because that's what he believed. I can tell you that the truth was, was very different, uh, the outcome, because what happened was they came back around a second time 
and they continued to laugh at us. Uh, it was three girls again, and they, you know, record us through the cell phones and you know, tell us that abortion was okay and all that kind of stuff. And Sean again started engaging them uh, verbally and would you know wouldn't let them you know talk over him. He just kept he was pretty much shouting at them, and and again this came off as like you know fanatical the things that he was the, the 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 feel of what he was doing came off as fanatical because he wasn't waiting for uh an answer to his questions he just kept talking and talking and it was it was two uh parties talking over each other not not l- trying to try not to let the other party get in the word edgewise and it was you know uh, frankly from a from an adult perspective it was silly and and this is where the, the beauty of the unexpected fruit comes in because the car came back around a third time, but this time it was just the driver. And she actually stopped and looked at Sean and said with very, all severity in her voice, what are you guys doing here? And Sean was able to have a dialogue back and forth, have a discussion about why we were here, what we were doing. Uh, what we were doing there and the importance of what we were saying. He was able to give her the gospel message. Now, it's the unexpected fruit from an unpopular route because most Christians would be ready to condemn Sean for what he was doing by arguing back and, uh, you know, pretty much shouting at those girls initially the first two times. You know, I, I, I thought he was getting nowhere. Personally watching, I was like, yeah, boy, this is this is a waste of time. Shame on me, right? Because that car came back around and that girl was listening. Even though her friends, and maybe she was, was you know, taunting him and, and making fun of him, she was still listening. And she came back around a third time and wanted to know the truth for real. The Lord blessed that girl and the fruit of Sean's testimony to her that it would stir her uh, in her heart and stir her to repentance in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The second story I want to tell is... Um, while we were street preaching and, and handing out pamphlets and stuff like that, uh, I want to play a video for you, a discussion we had with an atheist who uh, her and her, I think it was boyfriend or husband, uh, you know, usually these discussions start off as in, uh, incredulity. You know, one, one party is just like rolling their eyes. Oh, you're saying all the catchphrases that I, that I would, was warned that you were going to say, and oh, I don't believe you and you're crazy. But this girl, this girl was nice for the most part. She was interested in actually having a discussion, bless her heart. Um, and I, I came into the conversation pretty late and I tried to, um, talk about something that I hadn't really thought all the way through. It's not in the video. So thanks to my friend Matt for cutting out that embarrassing part because, you know, I was made to look like a like an idiot because I, I tried to come in with something, but it was uh, it was a medical thing. And frankly, uh, Wayne and Matt both corrected me on it when I tried to use it. It was about a tubal pregnancy, which uh, I was apparently incorrect on. But the video, um, again, I, I talk about the unexpected fruits of these unpopular roots because, you know, it starts, sometimes it starts off with a guy in a bullhorn and then a, a discussion comes and then you really get through to people. I want to play this video for you and uh, have a listen and see for yourself what kind of discussions come from, can come from street evangelism and street preaching. And so they can't trust their hearts. So where does it come from? Where does this stem that it comes from the Creator who created us and who wrote His law on our heart. Everyone is born with a conscience. When you do something, of course, we can sway our conscience. 
we can sear our conscience, we can suppress it, but whenever we do something that we know is wrong, something inside of us lets us know. And that's that's our creator created us in this way. And and, and, and that's all we're saying. And, and and I'm not gonna like run to the ground or anything like that, but um anyways. Yeah, yeah. so so But I mean wouldn't we think that if you it is blah, if it is the creator that's causing you to have that sense of morality, that's still your culture defining it, right? Because no, the objective okay. standard is okay. in the Bible. It can, it can affect your conscience. The objective standard is in God's word, the Bible. Yeah, and your conscience can be learned to be ignored. You yep. can learn to ignore it. You can see it. It never goes like, away yeah. permanently. Yep. It always comes well, back. Well, just like a serial killer. You know, like they do it the first time they say, I caught a rush, and then, you know, like, like they have a twinge of, but then they keep doing it, and then eventually, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you can definitely sear your conscience. Yeah. Anyone but, trying to use the argument that doesn't that, change like just because you're back doing in the 1800s, wrong. everyone had slaves, doesn't make it okay. You know, the people had to stand up and say, don't care what you think. I mean, we used to do human sacrifices all over the world. Right. We, we still do. Yeah, yeah, we still. I mean, that's, this is that's human sacrifice right here. Sacrifice. I was talking about more like for religious purposes. Well, uh, well, this is for religious purposes. Everything is religious. Yeah. Everything is about what you're worshiping. Not to me. No, you're you're worshiping yourself. If you trust in yourself, you've made yourself no, God. Yep. Yeah. No, yeah, you have. Myself. Yes, you've made yourself God. You you have the religion of self. That's what atheism is. Yes, you have. That is fucking amazing. Okay, you've determined that you like Kant and Nietzsche. I mean, they do talk about the humanism. They do talk about man as God or the state as God. I mean, they really do use that terminology. Should I say something too? Okay, so 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 the moment that you usurp God's authority is the moment that you put yourself in the position of God. It's called humanism. No. Just because you don't believe in something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah. And also, like I said, we're thinking more like Santa Claus. Yeah. I literally, I literally, um, don't, I don't believe in atheists. Um, I literally know that you know that there's a God, but that you suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And, 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 and I believe that because God says so. Because if, because if God didn't reveal his word in the Bible, you wouldn't be able to know anything. You can't have justified true belief. Knowledge is trust. Is knowledge. Revelation of God. Yes. <laughs> yes, God is Holy Spirit. What caused the change? Literally the Holy Spirit. It's a long story. I used to be nah. I, 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 Yeah. Come on, baby. Nah. Were you like like atheist from the get-go? Or no. like raised religiously? It was like, yeah, I don't really believe in this and then went back. Yep. Do you remember when you asked us about can we take God out of the abortion? We were all adamantly like right away we were like, yeah. no. This is why. Because we don't start with our brain as the final source of truth. We start with the Word of God. I goes through my brain and I interpret what the Word says through my brain, but I don't look to my brain to give me the right answers. So it's kind of like me asking you this question. I know this is an insane question. I would say, tell me abortion is wrong, but don't use your reasoning and logic. That's what it is like for us when you say, can you take God out of the question? It's, we're like, well, we can't. You know, we, we, That's our what, source of authority. How do you appeal to those that don't believe in God or believe in your God? Well, we, we, we believe that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power. We don't believe that convincing arguments. We do believe they're uh, a help. Yeah. We don't believe that's the final thing. Yeah, yeah, we exactly. believe that the we Holy Spirit moves through the gospel. When we tell you you're a sinner, you need Jesus Christ. We believe the Holy Spirit moves, and the uh, work of what we do is out of our hands. Yeah. We're not trying not to, to get get find people in like a trap and be like, ha, I got you. We're actually trying to cut through all the BS, just like you're cutting through all the BS with us, 
and going right to the source and saying, we appreciate that. And saying to you, you're a sinner, you need Jesus Christ just like we need Jesus Christ. And we believe that the Holy Spirit moves through that, and not by magic, but by, by His will. And, and changes affects the heart, not because we had a great idea, and not yeah. because our brain told us that. We believe in the soul of a person is affected by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to like crush anybody like uh, with reasoning or anything. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm just trying to have like a legitimate conversation and get to the heart of the matter. What's right? What's wrong? Why? Why Why is it wrong? Why Absolutely. It wrong? Absolutely. But, and, and, and like I said, we can't believe you're still talking with us because most people <laughs> walk away and spit at us or something. So and, we appreciate that. Yeah. And you're talking about belief. Like, how can we talk to somebody who doesn't believe in that? But we, we show them that you can't believe in anything. You know, you can't know anything unless you do believe in that, you know? Right. You can't believe that you exist right. if you embrace an, a worldview where you just tr trust in your finite senses yeah. that can't know everything, like that, that like you know? Yes, absolutely. It was very nice talking to you. Uh, I've got to get up really early in the morning. I know these gentlemen... And again, that was with Wayne Groover and Matthew Wersima. So... One of the points that I want to try to make here in this podcast is a lot of times we see people spreading the gospel in ways that we don't think is effective. And we need to stop and think, I think many times, and think about do we believe that the gospel is the power of salvation and not my witnessing tactic? Uh, I, I There are wrong and wicked and sinful witnessing tactics, obviously. and But there are some people that need dynamite and there are some people that need a word in season. Um, when we trust that the gospel is the power to affect, because people come to the God, come to the truth, they, they come to put their faith in Jesus Christ in the weirdest and strangest ways. If you listen to many of the testimonies, it was, uh, well, somebody said an offhand remark um, a couple years ago, and I thought about it a couple years later, and, you know, and then I started searching. You know, and, and you know, just weird, really weird stuff, because the the power of the gospel affects the soul and begins working and planting that seed. It's the gospel that does it, and it's not the witnessing tactic that we're using at the time. We need to be judging the witnessing tactic by the uh, the presence of the gospel message in it. A lot of times it comes off as really strong. Sometimes it comes off as really weak. But both, as long as they contain the gospel message, can be used effectively by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit to move people into repentance. Thanks for listening, my friends. Be strong and courageous. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology, brought to you by the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society and Reconstructionist Radio. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com and thinkandreform.org. Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit 
reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.